G'day, g'day. G'day, g'day. Hey, no, we got a Maddie on here. We have. How are we doing, fellas? We're doing good. Wow, I can't believe that I'm on the line with you two. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Same back real? at you, man. Do you realize we're covering the globe right now? We are. Should I get oh, in touch wow. with somebody yeah, from totally China? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Xander, is he in China right now? Xander is in China yeah, right now. That's what we need to do. So we need to do. Okay. okay. Someone throw up the All bat right. signal for Xander. <laughs> the Xander. Has he got a bat signal? <laughs> He's got a Xander uh, signal. A Xander signal. <laughs> oh, I would love to flesh out and imagine what the Xander signal looks like. <laughs> we should we should <laughs> brainstorm. Write that down. <laughs> uh, probably probably looks like uh, Professor X's sign. So probably. A hundred percent. Ah, that's so great. Wow. Nice talking with you, finally, morning, Matt. It's, it's wildly different times of day for everyone. What is it, evening for you, Marv? Uh, it's, well, it's coming up to 11 Marv? o'clock at night oh. now. Bloody hell, that's late. And then it's, well, it's going to be six afternoon o'clock. for you, Bobby. 6 o'clock for me, p.m. Yep. Wow, and here I am. It's uh, a minute to 8 in the morning. Well caffeinated, as you can tell. It sounds like it, and that's a good thing. We're going to need it. This is kind of in my natural state anyway, but I just wouldn't be most of this without that first coffee. You know, like it's just the the, the gear. I don't know if I want to meet you without your first coffee. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) I just don't want to. I've left a message with Xander, and I'm seeing if he's awake. (laughs) Oh, yes. Put out the bad signal to it. Yeah, um, I have. Well, look, hey, this is a real thing for me because I've, I've sort of spent a little bit of time with Ichi, but not a lot. Um, and, and I get the gist of what each of your shows do. But, like, where's where's the origin story for especially you, Marv? Where, where does the origin story for your podcast come from? That's a good question. I bet you never get asked that, Marv, because you're always asking that. Uh, yeah, but, uh, he's always yeah. asking. But <laughs> I'm, I feel like I've missed that. I have mentioned it a few times on the show when people have asked. Um, just that, um, last year, you know, during all this, all this business, what's that? Yeah. I just wonder how this brainchild comes to you. Cause it's all one thing to go, you know what? I'm going to make a show about a subject, but then it's, it's a completely different thing to flip it around and be like, you know what? I'm going to make the subject my guests and I'm going to have a particular kind of guest. I just think that's wild. It would never occur to me. So this is why I'm so fascinated. Yeah, so, so so last year, you know, during the um, <clears throat> COVID nineteen, I wasn't going to say, I was going to say the incident. Um, <laughs> make, it, <laughs> make, make, make it sound like a Marvel Marvel thing, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's it, do that. It, yeah, it was like it was almost like you know a Marvel incident, wasn't it? Really. Um, but during that, you know, wasn't able to go and see people, even though I was out at work, wasn't able to see people. And uh, and I'd always been, somebody suggested to me years ago, I should try and come up with a podcast. So last year, as my 50th was approaching, I thought, I'll give it a shot, see what happens. And what can I do it about? Uh, and all the Beatles, there's that many Beatles related podcasts around. I thought, well, I won't bother doing a Beatles one. 
And to be honest, I was going to do a Queen. Re- <laughs> I, was going, I was going to do one based on the group Queen, and then suddenly noticed that there were already a couple really? of Queen pro- podcast as well around. And I thought, well, I won't bother with that. And so I thought, what do I love? And I'm always listening to podcasts at work, so why not do a show about podcast? And I actually wow. thought I actually had the stupid thought that I was the first. And suddenly, when I started, realised that I'm not to do that. <laughs> but but you are the original one to do it so well. I'm the yeah, only you're number one yeah. in our hearts, though. Thank matters. you very much. <laughs> I'm the only one who does long form. You're welcome. The, the other ones they do they do short form, oh. so under under half an hour. They're all mini so. Other than uh, oh. was it my is it my guest pod? He started recently as well, yes. and I think he does some long form yes. and yeah. some short. Um, and funnily enough, we're doing a crossover yeah, soon as well. Up. We're doing a crossover soon as well. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be um, so great. Which which will be funny. I've got a couple of the shows that do do this sort of thing, and and we are going to actually. So there's a couple of other shows that that do similar, and I'm chatting with them as well because we just think it's, it's hilarious to go even further down the rabbit hole and chat to people about <laughs> podcasts that already do shows about podcast. Right, yes. and and the greatest thing about it is that there's no competition. I've noticed that right away. Everyone here is helping is everyone, true? joining in. I see a podcast like that's doing exactly what I'm doing. I'm adding him and becoming his friend. You know, it's it's a great community. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's saying that. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I mean, bad bad council recently have taken that and and stretched it even further, haven't they? Oh, bad council that that um collaborative show they did with the tales from two blue collar workers where they mashed both shows together and go right we're going to yeah. take elements from each of our yeah. shows and make it one show yeah. instead of being like you can be a guest on ours and we'll be a guest on yours they're like no no let's just do a full smash together i thought that's so clever yeah it's like, right um, and they build everything into it they take the uh the calls while they're there they have them answer it i think that's amazing mm. absolutely really clever yeah. Yeah, because Tim Tim doesn't actually let them know what they're going to be talking about before they start. Oh, that's so cool. right. So it, it, I it think I'd like, like if I met Tim in person. I think he and I get along just great. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, um, are, yeah. they are all great. Tim and I, we've got a lot in common. <laughs> they, they are yeah, all. I've spent great. a lot of time with Greg lately. I'm about to release a show with Greg uh, tonight. In fact, um, a, a double episode with Greg where we talk a lot of American football. And a lot of nonsense too. He's fantastic. He's so wildly fun. Oh, he is. He's amazing. Yeah. I still think that's the coolest yeah. thing so ever, great. Matty. Yeah, I still Isn't think it? that's the yeah. It's, that it's like, the coolest thing ever. An Australian podcast about an Ameri- uh, uh, fantasy league American football. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it is. It is. It's it's a mashup of a couple of exotic things, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it is. It really is. Got yeah. a very narrow lane. To exist in okay so it's it's not american football which is big it's the fantasy aspect so it's the really nerdy bit and then it's not you know the sea of american uh producers no no it's it's this really you know select group of weird little aussies with funny accents yeah. um, it, couldn't, it couldn't be much more niche if you wanted it to be uh, no you you made sure there was no way anyone could copy you <laughs> you covered all your bases on that one. 
You're gold. You're gold. <laughs> yes. uh, but now I'm worried about copycats, so I've got to try and find one more niche lever I can pull, just in case <laughs> someone tries to copycat the Astro League. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's likely. Um, <laughs> it's not likely smashing listenership records or anything like that. We're really just doing it for our own entertainment in a lot of ways. And I'm just always thrilled when someone who listens to it isn't someone I'm related to. So uh, <laughs> I'm always well, very, well, very Well, pleased. the fact that I love your show, but I, I don't listen to football. Like I don't follow yeah. football worth a bit. And I, I follow Maddie's show because – it's hilarious. I love the way he speaks, the way his mannerisms. It's, 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 oh, thank you. You know, that means everything it. to me. It's so nice of you to say, Bobby. Oh, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, yeah. you, 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 you know, I follow, I follow baseball, which is funny for a Brit. Um, yes. But I have no, no knowledge of American football, but I can't stop listening to your show. It's just something about it that's right? interesting and keeps my, oh, that's my nice, attention. Fellows. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sure everyone uh, thinks it, but nobody says it. I tell you, that's so lovely. Look, this is really uh, a big booster to 15-year-old Maddie, who was desperate to become the next great radio DJ in <laughs> Australia, and uh, <laughs> things didn't quite go the way for me to, to follow that. So once I got the opportunity to pick up podcasting last year, when I found myself with a lot of spare time too, um, then this has really been sort of something where 15-year-old Maddie's been kind of like. Uh, living out this this little fantasy of having my own show, and it's just so validating to hear when people say, "Oh, we not only have heard it, but we've enjoyed it." That's about the the most wonderful compliment I could ever receive. So thank you both, very oh, gracious. That's okay. Well, you earned it. You definitely earned it. Yeah, definitely. And you uh, you've you got that niche, team. like we said. Uh, it, it, it's a pretty thin lane. <laughs> but uh, I've got to say to Bobby, um, mate, I'm I'm not a metal fan either or a um or a, like i listen to rock but i mean i listen to really mopey sad british pub rock that's my lane <laughs> right. oh give me all the oasis the verb radio just lay on stereophonics lay it on thick um but i've got to tell you i've been enjoying since i ran into your show i've been really enjoying listening to it and, and learning more about some of these other bands and and just the stories the music industry is just so full of stories it's it it's intense. I'm learning so much on my show too, but I, I appreciate that. It's nice when I hear people enjoying it, like and not just following and subscribing because they're friends with me, you know, like or something like that. You know, I, I want someone to listen yeah. to it, and uh, yeah, and when you enjoy it, that's yeah. A lot of things you're doing really well. Like the size of the shows is just a perfect size for like a commute, exactly. And the energy you bring to it is just fantastic. I think that's the bit. I think that's the real magic in the bottle. It's just you've well, got. Well, could you imagine? Could you just imagine the whole show where it's like, yeah, and uh, Randy Rhodes he uh, passed away on this date, and yeah, they got thirteen albums, and um, they they made some. Uh, yeah, it went platinum too. It went platinum in '96, and then. Um, I, I, I'd have oh, no one following me. I'd, I'd have people blocking me for crying out loud. <laughs> no, I just love the energy you bring to it because the pace there, that enthusiasm is just infectious, brother. I, oh, I love thanks. that. I just think you've got something really magic there. Thanks. And, th and that's the niche that I bring, right? <laughs> because Cheers. like the other guys are going to talk rock, but it, it, I, I've heard some of them and uh, it it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bring all this, like I don't know what it is. I, I don't the have drugs. a word in for it, but there's a, 
I don't want to say X factor about it because that would just be cheesy <laughs> as crap. But, you know, there's something that's it's really individual and it really plays to your personality is, is just laced through the show. And I love that. Nice. I just, it, that's what keeps me coming back. If we were on video, you'd see my smile right now. Thank you, Maddie. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Add that, add that to the compliments yeah. you've had from Gil. Oh, my God. You guys, like, the, that's what I mean about the support here. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, Isn't it? Oh, it is. my God. I can't get this on Facebook. This is not, like, I, I don't even use Facebook anymore. I signed up for an account. I, I, I don't go on there. I share some of my episodes there, but I'm never on it. I got no followers. I don't even bother with it. It turns out most of my mates are podcast community mates at the moment, too, to be honest. <laughs> unless I grew up with you, then, uh, then I'm probably not mates with you unless you're making a podcast at the moment. <laughs> it's the community I'm in. I think Instagram's actually the best best uh, social uh, uh, forum, I think, for podcast at the moment. Oh, I love it for podcasting. I I think it's like you can involve people. People can react immediately to it and comment. Like, and it's it's I don't know. It's just instantaneous, and it's with your with a group of people that are doing different things. And it just it, it it's the best platform for me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. What's yeah. that evolution been like of learning how to use it for your shows? Because I'm, I was not an Instagram person particularly before trying to use it as a platform to, to do things around my silly little show. But did, were either of you guys already Instagrammers before? Well, well I wasn't. Uh, did you want to go first, Murph? Or? Yeah, I've been, I've been using Instagram for years. Um, so if, if you went to my private account, you'd find thousands of pictures that go back about seven, eight years or so. <laughs> Well, you might be the best person to ask about it then because then what's going from being a private Instagrammer of just, you know, your own your own micro blog of life, what's that then like adapting the same platform to being like, right, so now this is going to have a specific purpose for something that uh, is a project. What's that evolution to changing your mindset and, and creating an account that's based on that and creating the content for that? How how's that worked for you? Yeah, I've, I've I've had to learn that from from uh, over the over the time since the shows come out because initially um, I, I didn't realise that I could have a separate account, so I was putting everything on that one uh, account that was just my personal account. And then when I found out I could have an account oh. that's attached to that personal account but not the same account, then I started putting everything about the shows on both, and I realised that some people who are friends is weird because sometimes people who are friends won't always listen to or take note of everything that you actually do, shall we say? Um, so yeah. uh, I've taken to cutting out on advertising the shows that I listen to so much as well, because I also had the problem that when I was advertising, listening to shows, I suddenly got to, got um, taken off Instagram temporarily because I was advertising. So because really? the Yes, I did. Yeah. I think I told you about that, didn't I? They, they were sending me messages and Instagram telling me. Instagram police coming after more. They did. So, so what I ended up doing then was deciding that every time that I post up what I've listened to that night, it goes on the 
podcast account because that's seen as a business almost. So I think I sort of get away with it. Although saying that, I did get flagged up for when I did the Simpsons-based show. They flagged me up and said that I should, really? be, paying, I should be paying money to Fox and Disney. For the fact that... That sounds like a Fox and Disney problem. Not an Instagram problem. Gee, that's nasty. You know, that, Repeat that, that again. You got... You got flagged by Instagram saying that you owed royalties to Fox and Disney. They're saying that I, they, they were saying basically asking me, do I think I should be asking and contributing money to Disney because of it being a picture from the Simpsons on their, their logo on the logo for that show. Cause I was, I was basically advertising that I put a show out with the Simpsons podcast and because their logo has Bart and Homer on, it got flagged right. up, oh, it's and uh, yeah, so so D- Disney are on the trail of that, I think. Oh my god! Oh my god! The almighty this, Disney. This isn't Joe Rogan. This isn't Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> what the I don't f- make any money from <laughs> this. I don't. I, I, I even keep well, forgetting to tell people ask about for, Patreon. Like, Three seventy-five. I know. Maybe. It, it, you can't be paying any more than 10 bucks for what you've used it. Like, come on. I know. Does I know. Disney need to fight fight for 10 bucks? Absolutely. <laughs> where do I get oh, my energetic you, attitude from, boys? Guess where it comes from? Right here. <laughs> you need a second podcast. You need one like, uh, you know, where you get on a soapbox, Bobby. I would listen to that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what cheeses me off? I would listen to that. <laughs> I have thought of speeding really up my sound, actually. You, you know, when I put edit programs, I have actually <laughs> thought of speeding my uh, voice up on the record, on the editing, so that, really? I sound, so that I sound a bit more oh, like Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Never, say, don't ever change who planet. you are. Never no, change who you are. You're awesome. amazing. I think that's part of the beauty of your show too, though, Marvin. I was just lauding Bobby with compliments about the way his personality comes through and his energy. And I think yours is exactly the same, kind of the other way around, because your personality comes through in your inflection and your description and your pace, the same way Bobby's does. But Bobby's pace is just in a different world. That's all. It's I wouldn't. Go it's more high strung. Yeah. You know, I just wouldn't go changing the way you present either, because I just think you've got a real identity about uh, character yeah, you are with you, Marv on Pods Like Us. And I it, think it won't be Marv. an expectation of what Marv's going to be like. I come to expect exactly what Marv's character is going to be like on that show. And if you go tweaking it, I think that might upset some people. <laughs> well, I'm always interested in what, they're, what people are talking about. So I will always give them space to get out what they need to say and I'll always be listening because I'm intrigued in the subjects that they discuss. That definitely comes across too, that you're genuinely interested. You're not asking because it's cursory and because you've got the person in there and you're like, well, I need to find a way to fill up 45. Like it is, it's, I think it's that's the why I'm hooked in is that I can hear that you're like, some of the questions are just coming to you on the fly because like, well, I wasn't expecting to go this direction with this conversation. Let's explore that. I love that. Yeah. And, and also recently with that episode that came out, um, I don't know if either of you heard it, where I did the, I had Greg as a co-host. Yes. yes. Yeah. For the, for the Rush podcast. And that as, that has only got six edits all the way through it, which for me oh, is wow. quite That's something. Decent. 
because normally I would I would edit it down crazily, but th the whole thing is so. Yeah, the whole the idea of the show is to get across what the show is about that the people are from, but at the same time, it's helped by the fact that then I'll suddenly go into a conversation about that subject and we'll go further into it because it's yeah. showing my interest in that yes. and what I know, what I've known or found out from their show. So it's going more in depth than just basically being a show that explains this is what it's about, this is how they do it, blah blah blah. Question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. Right. If you go down a rabbit hole yeah, yeah. that's based that on that like subject, it makes it more of a conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's a cross between a show that explains about their show, but it's also a conversation at the same time. Yeah, it definitely sounds... And I think you do this really well. I don't know if you're aware this is a strength you've got. <laughs> but it really sounds to me like you're, you take the position of, I kind of, I, I, by having you on this show, all of a sudden I've got extension of knowledge by having you here, but I just need you to verbalize it because that way we all get smarter and that you've just got this way of doing that, that kind of, it, it doesn't sound forced. It sounds absolutely effortless. Um, and I, I can't interview like that. I've, I've had to really learn how to shut up and, and ask questions <laughs> and let the people answer them. And that's a real skill you've got. So yeah, I've, I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you, but that's something that I, I've noticed you've got a real strength in, and that's, I think, why your show works so well. Yeah, they said that to me when I did the Bad Council crossover, as we call it, the Bad Council takeover, uh, and, they, <laughs> and they said to me during that, because I was letting them just speak, and then Tim just, uh, just said, suddenly goes, look, Marv, I know what you normally do, and that's really respectful, he says, but if you want to get a word yes. in with us... You just have to butt in and throw yourself in there. Yes. Which was, that, that was another interesting episode it. as well. He has to spend a lot of time quiet too. He gets it. He's, he's sort of got the similar sort of role to you where he's sort of the adjudicator of the mess happening. <laughs> and, I mean, his show is a lot more like trying to sort out a, a mud-flinging contest between, you know, toddlers. <laughs> but, uh, and yours is a little bit more refined than that. Uh, but you, you both have kind of the same role. You've both definitely got that in common so it wouldn't surprise me that tim would pick that up straight away you find that with the other show that tim and greg are doing as well where it is a bit more of tim in that one uh what's it called again i can't remember what's it yes. called. yes bobby i can't remember eclectic people yes yes something eclectic. like that eclectic eclectic company that's the one company. Eclectic, eclectic company, company. that's right yep. sorry i was taking a drag off my uh, pipe sorry that's okay. So, <laughs> right. um, got you in a bad moment. Oh, I, I, I've got a joke about that from what I was watching. I was watching uh, Talking Sopranos, that podcast with those two from the Sopranos earlier, and they said that if they had a yes. uh, if they had a drug if they had a place that was drug related, they could call it the Bada Bong. Oh, Oh, but even with that show that, that Tim and Greg are doing, Eclectic Company, that is that is still Tim letting Greg take charge for the most part. And occasionally Tim will come in with something. Uh, it's almost like, I think the good thing about them is that you don't realise it, but they can actually see each other on their calls when they're doing their show. Right. So right. I think, so Tim has this ability where, 
because he's watching them, he'll see where 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 Greg might be suddenly flagging for something, and Tim will will then have a question in mind to bring to continue the flow of the show. So I think I think even right, the, like, Tim, just, Tim is still the producer even on that show. Right. That's so, very clever. Yeah. And I think that really works that, as well, that show. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. I mean, uh, a lot of times, like, they were talking about going on YouTube, and I'm kind of looking forward to that, because there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we're missing from the show. Um, a lot of the facial expressions, the, you know, you, you can't beat facial expressions, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and the thing you is, I've obviously been on a call with them, and I know what I know what their facial expressions are as well because <laughs> I've recorded with them. Yes. So yes, because well, they, they they recorded my show for me. You see? Oh, okay. Oh, because they're using oh, Riverside, like... right? Yes, yeah. They use and Riverside records in yeah. a very good high format. Yes, I've uh, I've contacted Zoom to try and suggest to them that they do something similarly as well because it's it's much better on Riverside. The whole it idea is. they say of Riverside, and the reason why I haven't gone over to it is because you know I've had to pay for a contract with Zoom. Um, okay. uh, otherwise, if I'd have known about Riverside, I would have gone for it because the idea is that they it records on each participant's computer as a temporary file. Yeah, and oh. then and then when it's finished, it will then that each computer will then automatically send by email that file to the person who's in charge of the call. So then you don't get cutouts oh. because it's recording on the individual devices. Okay, which is a lot better than Zoom because what I get with better. what I get with Zoom is my computer is recording each individual feed. But even right. then, that feed is according to what my signal is based on, whereas Riverside, you wouldn't have a signal problem because there'd be no cutout because your computer right. is recording you directly and locally. I wonder how much of a nightmare that is for editing then. Because like, normally it would fall, like as soon as you receive the files, you upload them and they should all fall into place. But yeah. what happens if one's off? What happens if one's skipped somewhere? Like someone lost a signal for two or three minutes and, you know, like, cause I, I, I've heard them say, Hey, we can't hear you on the mic. Yeah. Remember that there was a couple of times like that. Yeah. Even just in the last one, the bad cast guys were like talking about a delay and stuff. Oh yeah. Where, um, Jack was having Jack a was delay. Worried. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think he was actually just I'm a stone super fan of all these shows. You can just tell I'm such a super fan of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I think, I think Jack was just stoned at the time. Yes, which is what Zach, so what too. Jack said. Greg, Greg is almost always stoned. <laughs> it comes off that way too. That Vince. he just has this real time. Vince helps out, letting stuff marinate, <laughs> and then he comes in with the hammer and delivers something really wild. I just, <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> so do I. I, I do as well. Uh, what, what was that one? Uh, I, I liked that comeback of Katie's like that last time as well. Where, oh, where, um, what was it they're on about? Yeah, we, we we know you've got you know something about that. We know that there's more to more to Katie than a, than 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 a smile. 
And, no, and, yes. then, and then Katie said the one, yeah, I've got boobs as well. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, dear. Oh, so good. Yeah, really what fun. Man, nice what other... Go on. Is that I just thought Jack and Greg's voices are mismatched. That when you see the cast from their Instagrams, you go, oh, gee, Greg's voice. I would have assumed the character of Jack would have a voice like Greg's and the character of Greg would have a voice like Jack's. Those two felt mismatched, but now I'm used to them. Uh, no worries. But then to hear Greg go from being the character he is for Bad Counsel to the character he has to be for Eclectic Company, yeah. like the Greg Bad Counsel character can't work on that show. So to hear the same voice be a different character has taken me a little bit of time to adjust to as well. <laughs> right. And I've mentioned that to Greg too. I said, oh, you know, it's an adjustment for me because I've gotten to know who you are through the Bad Counsel experience. And that character is really defined and really a, a particular thing. Right. But you have to be a completely different thing for this show. And, yeah, he was sort of saying, well, that, yeah, I think it will take a little bit of time for people who listen to one show and not the other to adjust to. But we're also hoping we'll find new listeners all together who maybe aren't bad council people yeah. um, who will want to listen to this show and won't know the bad council experience. And so that won't be a conflict for them. Well, I was, I was, uh, see, I, was see, I, of, I don't oh. look at, I'm sorry. Let me just interrupt for a second. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, just, just to say that um, I, I look at the bad council as family. I don't know. Like it's, it feels like I've been listening to them for so long, looking forward to the things, the posts on Instagram, even you guys, like it, there, there's kind of like a family vibe in here. So when Greg and Tim started up eclectic company, I, I didn't see like a difference. I, I heard Greg's voice and I was seeing him as, I, I don't want to say refined guy, guy that I thought he was, you know, cause I don't want it to go to his head, but <laughs> I, I, I don't see like um, a, a major change where it's going to take me a long time to get used to. It was, it was immediate. I mean, listening to those two guys from one show to another, I don't see the difference just because ah. I see Greg, I see Greg on during bad counsel, the way he answers, he's a very smart man. He's very he's smart. Very, he's very witty, very quick. He is incredibly and quick. Then, and yes, exactly. Yeah. And very smart. So he brings the smart part to, to the eclectic company. And I see what you mean where it, it's hard to, picture them is what you're you're thinking of because you're picturing them in uh, a group of comedic yeah. <laughs> like you know comedic group and he has yeah, to be as an individual pull apart the characters from their roles in the group and go wow so that character in that group setting isn't gonna succeed in a much more uh, um yeah, I guess, you know, the tone of Bad Council versus the tone of Eclectic People. They're right. completely different lanes. And the right, exactly. Greg character from Bad Council probably doesn't fly in the more serious setting and the more um, based in industry knowledge and that kind of thing and, and seeking more serious answers. That, you know, wacky, considered chaos Greg doesn't fly in that. So for me, it just took a little minute because I'd only known Greg in that way and then his beautiful interactions in the group um, where he's definitely, you know, the right. Greg character is 90% Greg. Um, and the Greg in the group is obviously 100% day-to-day Greg. 
But then to hear this third character of Greg, who's neither of those, <laughs> I mean, a lot of both, but he's neither. It just took me a little while to adjust to, you know? I mean, the secret I, don't know, I see these things as characters and roles. This is the thing. Like, between me, Taylor, Seahorseman, we're all... We, we sort of each have the role that we bring to the show and then depending on which one of them on, I adjust my character a little bit for that. And that's kind of how I see it. Like, Maddie C is is my character on the show and it's my character around the podcast and, and Matt Connor, the salesman who's, a, you know, father of two and, you know, lives in this freezing cold town and is a foster care and all these other things. Part of him is in Maddie C, but Maddie C is the dialed up version of some parts of Matt, you know, it's, it's a character. Okay. And, and when Seahorse is on, he's much more serious and he's much more consultant and uh, business analyst. So I get to be a bit more wacky. And when Taylor's on, oh man, he's a bigger personality than me. So I've got to be the straight <laughs> guy a bit for him and let him be wacky. Um, so that's, that's the level that I'm looking at it in is in terms of it so being you, like, so you adjust like your machine. You adjust yeah. your character as per your guests, even a little bit. Yeah. Just depending on who's, who's coming through and, and same with the guest shows where I've had people from other shows come through, having known what their shows are a bit like and, and having got familiarity with people in group settings as well to know what their person is like as well as their character from this show, then it helps me sit where I want to sit to make sure that it brings them out and, and make sure that I contrast with them. Because nothing's worse than listening to two people who sound the same, right? Isn't that horrible? <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. It's true. But yeah? it's, it's a bit like, um, I mean, really, Greg's just the same as, you know, like uh, when, when somebody like Jim Carrey uh, went from doing just comedy and then he suddenly did like straight roles. It's still the same person. But yes. it's just it's just yeah, another part exactly. that's of that a, person. That's a good. That's the best comparison, Marv. Yeah. That number twenty three movie. Yes. Absolutely. Thing just waiting for him to do a fart joke. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he didn't. Was so yeah. serious. Yeah. And, and it, it was almost depressing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because he didn't do a fart joke, it's like, oh my god, really? It, it must have been like that. Yeah. It must have been like that for um, people like Robin Williams when he was doing. You know, everybody was used to comedies, and suddenly he did Hudson by the River and all these straight roles, uh, uh -huh. awakenings and things like that. And people are like, "Yes, come on, where, where's the where's the where's the joke going to come?" And there's no joke there. And you know, so it, it's it's sort of the same. It's still Robin Williams, but it's just another facet of who that person is. Right. He's totally switched his character. Yeah. So that's the Greg complex I've got is I'm just so used to the Greg doing the lane that he's in with the Greg bad council character <laughs> and knowing what he's like in the group and, and having had one-on-one -on -one chats with him as well. But then to also see this new character doing a much more straight role. I mean, it's not 100% straight. He has a joke and a laugh in there on the new yeah. show too, but because right, that's right. who he is. But it's just yeah. the gear shifted so far yeah, but it's, from those Sometimes the temptation is just so hard to be given an opportunity to drop a joke, you, you just, it's out of your control. You just drop it. Yeah. Oh, I'd have to. I love like <laughs> dad jokes, especially wordplay. I just can't stop myself. My <laughs> wife tells me she's actually heard all my jokes too many times because she can predict what joke I'm going to make next because <laughs> I just can't walk past it. I can't walk past it. That's the thing. The other half always knows you better than you think. <laughs> right. Yes. Probably better than I know me, to be honest. <laughs> Agreed. Honey, what shirt do I want to wear? <laughs> Honey, what do I want for know. supper? Already knows. 
What start? No, what start time am I on today? I'm convinced my wife has never asked me a question she didn't already know the answer to. <laughs> I'm convinced. Even yeah. that one where she goes, well, what do you want for dinner? Now, she already knows what she wants. This is a test. <laughs> right. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it, it's just to make sure that your mind is healthy and working properly. <laughs> so you make five suggestions and you just see which one she raises her eyebrow to. <laughs> That's, That's true. One. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm fully I, I, convinced. I, yeah. Never asked me a question she didn't know the answer to. But, but when I saw that they, they were doing the eclectic company show, it didn't really surprise me in a way because to pull the curtain back a bit, that episode with the Rush podcast was recorded at the beginning yeah. of June. So, oh wow! So I already, I'd already done that show with Greg, and at the very beginning, before we that. even started the show, I'd, I'd already said to Greg that I was relying on him to, you know. Because there's that that bit in the after show bit where it says that you know where I've said to him, "Oh, you're you, you'll be back." Or yeah. was it before where I said, "You're the Robin to my Batman"? I said yeah, to, yeah. to Greg, and so he'd already agreed that you know he would be there and have my back through it, which is why it works so well. And there were so few uh, edits in there because his professionalism is amazing. Because you know people Isn't listen, it? yeah, li- people listen to Bad Counsel, but they don't realise that actually. Those guys have been podcasting for a long time. Yeah. Because they were... I was stunned to learn how long they've been at it. Because they've been at it a few, a good few years. Uh, yeah, they, they more were than doing, five years. Yeah, more than five years. They, they were doing the, um, the baseball show for over five years before that. So there you go. Have you managed to procure the name of that baseball show out of Greg so you can go back and listen to old shows? Because he it's a closely guarded secret. He, will, <laughs> he doesn't they, share it. They will not tell me. No. <laughs> they won't tell you either? No. <laughs> no. I'm banging down the door to find out because I want to go back and check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I, I want to hear when it started uh, going towards the bad council, which is what they were saying in the show when they were with me. They were saying that, it naturally went that way because they started getting questions sent in by people and they were doing the ba- yeah. the bad counsel bit in that show. So it was a natural progression, they were saying, to go from what they were doing to that because it's it, they said those questions actually became the main focus or the major focus of that show. So it was just natural that they dropped the, the, the fantasy baseball and go to doing bad counsel. Yeah, to me, it was wild to think that I just went from very much like a sports centre presentation of their own football or baseball league baseball, to yeah. being much more about, well, you know, if you had to take three pitches into a fight, who would you take? <laughs> um, and, and thinking to myself, man, I'd like my show to end up a bit more like that, but it's probably just too early yet. I'm probably still very much in sports centre mode for the time being. You've just got to get a little bit more established. Um but I'd love my show to be a bit more casual like that eventually because I'm about to get into the season's going to start in about a month and then there's going to be much more raw data, nerdy shit, nerdy shit, nerdy shit, but the nerdy <laughs> shit and a bit of picking on each other and um, interviewing the guys and watching them hang shit on each other a little bit. And then the season will be over. I'll have another eight months to fill up of whatever I want, but I've eventually like, it might not be this season. It might be more next season. Um, to, to introduce much more elements of the, well, we could talk about who beat who, or we could talk about, you know, 
which linebacker's got the best mustache? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I pulled, so pulled, a, I pulled a, that one on my latest show, didn't I, when I was talking to them about. I said to Steve, who's a baseball fan, I said, Oh, what did you think of Mike Ford's uh, mustache you know, with, <laughs> with baseball? See, these, these are the important issues, Mark. <laughs> they are. And then Steve said, I don't know, You can tell me about ERA all you like, but I want, I want a mustache question. <laughs> but, but they were saying that they thought that when he got rid of the mustache, it actually made him a better hitter. Probably did. <laughs> Just less drag in the. Le- le- less drag, motion. yeah. yeah. It did it, it not quite. It not quite got the magnum going. A, a little bit more aerodynamic. Um, <laughs> did his o, OBA go up? <laughs> Is it OBA? I'm horrible with baseball statistics. I figure you can put any three letters together. That's an actual baseball st- statistic, and you can bluff your way through a baseball conversation by just throwing together any three letters you like and asking somebody about that stat. Isn't you know it, what? What's his PQT? His PQT went down, didn't it? Yeah. Run batting innings. Yeah. yeah. Ribby. Yeah. That's how they pronounce it. Ribby. RBI. That's the one. RBI. It's all about the RBIs. It is. Yeah. I've just turned around to the expert next to me and asked her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a brain stress. Ah, now we see. Pull back the curtain. Pulled back the curtain. Yes, but I've lost the splitter, so she can't hear our conversation at the moment. But sometimes, <laughs> Louis, sometimes Louise does hear the conversation and join in. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a pity if she had to be there and just listen to you hammer on and didn't get to throw on in every so often. <laughs> I don't get so that my many words the opposite, in. Though, she's like, if you're going to do that, can you take it out to a different room or can you go to the car in the driveway? It's annoying hearing you talk for 40 minutes in the room. <laughs> Don't you find that funny about the two blue-collar workers show where they'll be talking suddenly? Is, is it, oh, it's DW's or, or Marv's wife will suddenly <laughs> chime in <laughs> yeah, in the background? Yeah, uh, uh, what was her name? Just chime Every in. Every once I in a while, that. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, brilliant. You're laughing. But she looked... Maybe I, I, I can get my wife yeah. in guys. That's the key. <laughs> I'm picturing uh, DW's wife being at the back of a room with a set of headphones of her own on and just laughing in the background <laughs> and shouting things. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, yeah. It does, absolutely. Oh, so funny. But uh, me, me and Bobby were saying when we were chatting last week, uh, we are talking about Gil, and we were saying now we think that Gil from the mind was must be bugging us because um, there's certain things with, with Gil where I, I said to, uh, we thought it was hilarious where, Gil was mentioned in one of my episodes and suddenly because Gil wasn't there and we said, oh, Gil would like to uh, probably discuss this. And suddenly on Instagram, uh, when the episode came (laughs) out, Gil actually posted a response to that question. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. I know. (laughs) Yeah, so so I checked my room. I I had the bug detector come through. And yep. make sure I wasn't bugged, so I'm clear on my side. Wow, well, we've, we've well, had we to now, clean it recently, so <laughs> we've not got any bugs in here that I know of. Wow, Gil's hilarious. I've spent a little bit more time with Gil lately, um, and he invited me on to chat with him a couple of weeks ago. Great, uh, he's wild. I hadn't spent a heap of time with him until probably the last two weeks, and he's uh, he's so much fun. I just hadn't realized we'd sort of existed on edges of a group's 
uh, apart from each other. Been in the same groups, but not really spent much time. And yeah. oh yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know Gil a bit lately. I, I would use three uh, sort of like descriptions for Gil. I would say he's uh, <laughs> super chill, uh, yes, super cool, but also <laughs> yes. also inquisitive and open. Yes. A conversation yeah. with Gil can take you anywhere. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And he is so interested in whatever you're saying as well. He, he will always fall into that conversation. It's just, it has an incredible skill that is just mind-blowing. Or mind-buzzing, Yeah, he really likes yeah. people. Yeah. Mind-buzzing. He yeah. just really likes people, doesn't he? I think that's the, the thing for him, is just... He's, he's interested in everything. He really is. Yeah. yeah. But he knows that, too. It, it, in the conversation we had, I don't know how this happens. You've got this Mexican-American guy and this Australian talking about, like, the Texan, um, Texas joining the Union in the War of 1812, whatever. Like, <laughs> that comes up in our conversation. How does this even happen? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know who introduced uh, It's probably not me. That, I mean, that's skill. Yeah, that's wild. skill's Gil. magic, man. It just yeah. freaking pulls this rabbit out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we... Um, uh, first show I did a uh, Mind Buzz because I've been on twice, I think now, yeah. on Mind Buzz. And the first show we did, he said uh, we, we actually had an idea of what we were going to talk about. And <laughs> and it, it was crazy because I wrote all these pages of notes on this suggestion of his because we we're going to go into the history of uh, <laughs> the influence that America, American you know, pop culture and English pop culture had on each other between the 60s and the 70s which was a big oh. period. Uh, and we're saying how they could, it was like a cross pollination, how the Brits yes. would do something and then that would inspire the, the Americans who would then inspire the Brits again. It was a bit like the, um, what did they say with the, the beach boys inspired the Beatles or who then again inspired the beach boys. So it, did, did it go something like rubber soul uh, or something? Then Brian Wilson was, influenced inspired by that to do something then the beatles were inspired wow. by that to do revolver and it's all that back and forth and we're, we're going into that and when we finish the hour everyone and feeds half, off of everyone else yeah and when we finished the yes. hour and a half conversation i said to gil i goes gil i had six pages i've only <laughs> done half a page <laughs> what the hell this and we're, we're three hours in. <laughs> we're an hour and a half and we've done half a page of A4. What are we going to do about the other five and a half? And he goes, oh, we'll get back to it sometime. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll just, you know, we'll just dial in again. <laughs> That's what he's like. That's a pretty good up. impression right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. We'll yeah. Dial in again. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> But he's just so cool so like cool. that. He's so yeah. cool. He really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I need a character like him on my show. It does he? Uh, he doesn't know much about American football though. He's into his baseball. He's a Dodgers man. He's a Dodgers man. Okay. I haven't done an introduction, so I'm just very quickly going to say, I'm Mar from Pods Like Us, and you two can both introduce yourselves to people. Oh, Bobby, you go first, mate. No, oh, jeez. No, go ahead. 
<laughs> this is the continuation <laughs> of the fight we've been having for weeks. This, this is what line. this is what's going to take up the rest of your time on here, Marv. We're just going to be I saying. You go first, Bob. No, no, you have to. Please. <laughs> All right, time for the gruff Aussie to step in. Then uh, my name is Marty C, and I'm from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. We're in a, man. We are an American football team based in Canberra, Australia, and uh, when our little club disbanded, we we kept the magic alive by becoming an American football league and 12 years on we're now a podcast as well so uh come and find us we get some antics and uh and we talk all the great analysis of american fantasy football but we do it with weird accents people so come and find it and uh and i'm gonna step aside now and, and let bobby take the step the spotlight and you expect this crazy canadian to follow that oh gee i'll try i'll do my best um you got this <laughs> this is bobby with the rock guys podcast um we're a rock podcast for guys. So yeah, but women listen too. We are not biased that way. Uh, anything you need to know about metal, but not overwhelming. Tune in and check it out. Yep. 15 minutes or wow. less. All that gives you all the information <laughs> you need that will introduce you to a new rock band each episode. Yeah. Fantastic show, by the way, Bobby. Stop! Stop! I can't turn any more red than this, otherwise I'll be a redhead. Get ready, Matty. (laughs) Get ready, Matty. He's going to do some um, very different episodes soon. Yeah, they're coming. Oh, we foreshadowing. But I can't say anything because that's a secret. You've already said too much. much (laughs) I'm very sorry. I'm just preparing. <laughs> I'm just preparing the audience for some really good stuff coming their way. At risk of being sued by Fox and who else? Uh, this is like that Simpsons episode of Gabo is coming. Gabo is coming. Everyone's talking about Gabo, but no one knows what Gabo is. What is Gabo? Yes. Gabo? We need to know. We need we to. Do. Know. Yes, the new Rock podcast shows are coming. They're, they're new and they're different, and we won't explain why. You're gonna have to find out for yourselves. Oh, no way. Tune in every week. Where do we find them? How do we find them? Yeah. How do they find you, Bobby? Yeah, do that. They don't. We find them. (laughs) You can find uh, (laughs) the Rock Eyes on Instagram at the Rock Eyes Podcast. You can reach me by email at the Rock Eyes Podcast at gmail.com. I do have a pod page, but it's more likely better if you go through Instagram just because the pop page has a really long description in the name. It's www.podpage.com slash the dash rock dash guys dash podcast. So if you're ready to type all that in, you can go there. But on Instagram, there's a link tree that links you right there. So go. Thank you. Wow. And you can find me. I feel like I went on a full. Go, Matty. What's up? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like I went on a full journey right there with Bobby. That was up, (laughs) it was down, it was slow, it was fast. Oh, Bobby. Right here, right there. Sometimes over here. Sometimes (laughs) over here. (laughs) Just go to the marvzone.org and you'll find me. Yeah, themarvzone.org. Marvzone.org. Themarvzone.org. That's all the you need from me. Dot org. Or Instagram. And I love that feels like it's got a whole 
gravity about it. Like it's its own ecosystem, the Marv zone. It kind of, yeah, I love right? it. I was saying earlier, on, I need to, to I need to sort that out actually because it's a few months behind on updates. So that, that website needs to be sorted out. What about yourself, Matty? Have you got stuff online? Oh, are you ready? This is that. I loved how Bobby did this too. It's almost like pulling a string on the back of a doll that's got a pre-recording. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I've, I've definitely got one of those. You ready? Pull the string. And Do it. You can find three. us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Astro League Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Astro League Pod. If you want to send us a good old-fashioned email too, I respond to those, astroleaguepodcast at gmail.com. And we've also got a link tree, which can take you to our brand, brand new, new merchant, merchandise, dice, store, 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 store. It's uh, tpublic forward slash Astro League podcast. But you can also get it through the link tree on all the social media bios. We try and have a bit of fun with that social media. We post daily, so check us out. Cool. Now take a sip of that coffee. <laughs> yes. It's an that was extra awesome. large. <laughs> If you've got a cup about the size of your head, you've got to work with something about that much volume. Yeah. <laughs> and you, very soon you'll be able to buy Astro League podcast buckets for drinking your coffee out of. <laughs> yes. And depending on how much the Australian accent grates on you, you can also use that same bucket for scotch. So, you know, go for it. Drink responsibly. <laughs> Our cynic culture for all of your drinks needs. <laughs> Hey, if there's one thing Aussies know, it's how to drink. Um, <laughs> sadly, my background is Irish, so yes, probably not. Um, <laughs> the uh, Irish drinking is, uh, yeah, it, it gets a bit wild. It's, it's probably not as sociable. As, <laughs> it starts out sociable and ends up in bar fights, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, that, yes. uh, I have an Irish background as well. Oh, I have really? An, yeah, I do, uh, but I don't drink. We'll have 3.5 drinks together. No more. Um, <laughs> no, and, and you know, this is odd too. I've recently uh, given away grog as well. And, uh, mate, it's amazing how fast you feel great. Better? Yeah, oh, man, great. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was lucky I didn't go down the wrong path, but I think if I would have yeah. continued. It can be a slippery slope. Uh, oh, but, yeah. mate, same. I, was, I, I love a good beer. And I'll love a bad beer. I mean, the problem is I don't drink it because I don't like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, a yeah, social it's amazing beer. Just how much you feel quickly once it, yeah. you once you put that away and you do other constructive things. Because you know, I'm yeah. a runner and a walker in my spare time, and uh, and changed the diet a bit and respected my sleep a little bit more. And uh, yeah, now I do, now I only need the one coffee in the morning. So yeah, sounds good. This that was a good thing too. I used to go through two pots in the morning before I left for work. Yes. Uh, stop at the coffee the store with ready. two. Two extra large, bring two extra large coffees to work, and at noon put the other one in the in the microwave. It, it was getting pretty Damn, bad. Boy. And then, man, my heart just one day, my heart just started beating like hard and fast, and I'm like, "Oh, <gasps> what is this?" <laughs> like, that's the moment. I said, "All right, yeah." yeah. So I I cut out coffee completely. I wow. went down to one cup oh, in the cool. morning. Uh, I I had to have for a little bit. I had to have like the one in the new at noon time. But yeah, other than that, I, I was okay. Yeah, exactly. Because my system had gotten so used to the caffeine, I, I actually crashed a lot quicker than than someone who just off, has brother. a cut. Eh? Yeah, you got to ease off. Take it. Take it oh easy yeah, for sure, for sure. Otherwise, it'll make you sick. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. I was doing it to keep awake, you know. But yeah, totally. Well, the caffeine is a drug. Oh, definitely yeah. is. 
It yes. sure is. But in used in moderation, it's enjoyable. It's yes. like yeah, weed. 100%. It's like weed. I use it in moderation. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not smoking out a bomb, bong every five minutes. I don't want to get baked. I just want to feel well. Yeah. It's like the uh, people who drink still that well. take that beer after work or that, you know, the liquor after work or whatever. Like, it's cool. Nightcap, That's, whatever it might be. Yeah. Right. Totally. Oh, I like the way you describe it. To feel well. Ah, yes. Perfect. If, if you're not doing things off. that make you feel well, what are you even doing? Right. Something not well. Right. Gosh, because, you know, I'm crashing towards 40 like a freight train. And I sort of, I, I recently changed careers and this was the moment. I went from one sales career to a completely different industry, still selling because, you know, I talk for a living and, and that's why <laughs> podcasts work for me. But um, I, that, that was the opportunity to go, right, well, what else am I not happy with? Let's respect my sleep more. Let's tweak my diet. Let's give away having that beer at dinner. Let's um, right. concentrate on drinking more water through the daytime. And hey, oh man, I don't need to be someone who loses weight. I'm a skinny little stick of an Aussie as it is. <laughs> But, and, yeah. and I, lost I didn't want to say that, but you sound like one. I don't yeah. know. Does that sound weird? You sound like a little stick. Like, is that even yeah. possible to be able to sound like that? <laughs> well, this <laughs> is it, boys and girls. This Here is it is. Maddie C, his voice is exactly what you see in your head. <laughs> yes, it is. Like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a little cartoon yeah. character. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a guess here then, Matty. Uh, 28 inch waist, 5 foot 10. Oh, God, inches. Um, I think you're pretty close. Uh, 28, 30, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, and what was the other measurement? Uh, five foot ten. Five, yes, 5'11". You're so five close. 5'11". Yeah. Close. Uh, one, okay, what color is, in, uh, what color is his hair? Oh, he's got to be, he's got <laughs> to be a blonde. No. Been through a bit of social media. No, no not blonde. No, he's uh, got dark hair. Um, too too Irish to be blonde. Oh, of course, yeah. Although Smart, you could have died it. Was I even close, Maddie? Yeah, yeah, brown hair with a ginger beard. As soon as it gets to about my oh, ear level, okay. it all starts turning ginger. So, you know, real Irish, mate. <laughs> that was a guess, by the way. Done good, mate. Done good. Bobby's got I the mean, power. <laughs> and you two have got some giveaways here because uh, Bobby's obviously got his cool little... Uh, yeah, his cartoon little graphic of Bobby. <laughs> I'm hoping that is true to form because that's that's pretty. Absolutely wicked. not. <laughs> I I can't be my age and look that young. That's there's something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, you got such a worldly but that, knowledge. The hair that's, is that's right. Looking cartoon character, but I'm just hoping the wicked hair is right. You know. The yeah. The well. Yeah. I, I've got it actually combed back right now, but yeah, some at times I do spike it like that. But again, at my age, it's just not always that cool. <laughs> now, uh, Marv, have you got a uh, a cartoon character that's got wicked hair as well? <laughs> I used to have a cartoon character with wicked hair back in the day. <laughs> you, you know when I think you need to make him the trademark of pods like us. I mean, I know you've got the pod with the peas in it, and that's beautiful. But I yeah. mean, what about the Marv character? We need to develop the Marv character while we're talking about characters and roles. The, the Marv is a nickname I was given uh, years ago. I mean, it's not necessarily a good good thing where the name came from. <laughs> um, <'cause, laughs> yeah, but tell us because we can play on that. 
So <laughs> no, no, nobody's listening, so we're fine. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us and the and the door. That's it. It's, it's just the us, the door, us and the the two or three <laughs> listeners. Um, so yeah, when I'm I first worked, yeah, when I first worked in a recording studio as a tape op and admin, um, I was a bit shy, um, unbelievably, and so really? um, I know. So one of the, uh, the the person in charge of admin nicknamed me Marv after Marvin the Paranoid Android. Oh, really? Yes. So I've got something in common with Radiohead there, then I suppose. <laughs> that is not the Marv I would have thought you got the Marv from. I was going all Looney Tunes all the time. I'm like, there's a story here about being kind of a fish out of water or something. That's why I kept it is because of the Marv from the Looney Tunes with the, uh, it's supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. What happened to the earth shattering kaboom? <laughs> it's a little easier to describe to people than the paranoid Android, isn't it? <laughs> it's much better than that. And then you've got Marvin Gaye as well, who I think is one of the greatest the soul stars of all time. Excuse me, gentlemen. Can you give me yeah. 10 minutes? I just got to take yeah, care right. of something. All right, okay. I'll be right back. Okay. You're all right, mate. <laughs> I can just imagine you describing this the way it's meant to be, though, Marv. Like, so, okay, guys, picture this. It's the mid-90s, and there's this really, really sad-sounding British rock band. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the table for you get the nickname. <laughs> That's what I should have said. I should have said that all the years. I should have said that all these years. Yeah. All these years. Yeah, yeah. And just really start putting people to sleep at the moment and make them regret asking. This is, oh, I'm turning this into a bad council. <laughs> I'm trying not to turn this into an interview to uh, to discuss Astro League podcast so that I can still get you on as a guest. <laughs> you can ask me some questions. I'll give you vague answers. How about that? <laughs> but so, vague answers aren't in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm a specific answerer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what, what are you like on rugby then? Well, you know, Aussies, we've got a few different things we call Football and rugby union is yeah. definitely one of those three things. Um, rugby league is the more prominent of the rugby codes in the part of town I live in. And it's really the breakup there is that the rugby union is a bit more the, the white collar, the private school boys. The rugby league is a bit more the blue collar, the, yeah. uh, the workers boys. Uh, but I got good exposure to both. So I'll watch the Wallabies, you know, be really patchy and, and, uh, hard to know if they're going to play well or play horribly. Yeah. Um, but really only the national team. I don't have a club team here that I really follow, even though the Brumbies are the, the local team in my town. Um, I, I don't tend to watch the provincial stuff. Just, just the national team. I'll pull for the Wallabies. Uh, do you have a club team that you you get your weight behind there, Mark? I don't really f- follow it that much. I mean, I like, I like rugby, um, but... It's funny, actually. We have we have a rugby club that's about three four minute drive from here, don't we? I think, yeah. But don't don't really? really don't really follow rugby teams that much. Although I do think it's a better it's a much better sport than than should we say soccer or football as we call it over here. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was a quick ten minutes. Yeah. I think yeah. I think rugby is a much better sport and a more interesting sport than soccer. But slash football as England English people it's call more it. intense yeah yeah absolutely well you know I think that depends on what you're expecting because and go with me here yeah 
I will watch the full 90 minutes of a nil-all draw in soccer because I'm on tenor hooks the whole time. And the, the reason I'm on tenor hooks the whole time is because to score a goal, it's one point. It might happen once in 90 minutes. It might happen seven times. You don't know. Right. But each time one happens, either someone does something uncommonly kind of magic or yep. someone does something uncommonly kind of calamitous and equally entertaining to me. I don't the even flips, care which one the is. The jumps, the, the acrobatics that the they do. Step over, dribble to beat a guy and then slot it past the keeper or just a, a defender falls over doing something stupid. Or I'm entertained by both equally. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter to me which one happens to score the goal. Oh, the lead up it's to the goal. It's hard to get a goal okay. without something like that happening. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the lead up to the goal is always intense. It's not only the... Uh, the actual goal because the, the goal you you see it coming it, when it hits it's not important anymore you're still focused on the whole play to get there right because so yeah. much has to go right or wrong oh definitely and I think both are entertaining so that's that's why i'm i'm still and i won't watch oh two crappy aussie clubs you've never heard of i'm not watching a league soccer no no i'll watch the champions league or i'll watch internationals because yeah, I'm just not willing to sit through that to watch kind of on a more amateur level. But when it's the better players and an and inch feels like a mile at that level, yeah, I'll watch right. that. Right. Now, have you, you know? ever gone to see a soccer game live? Yes. Okay. And, uh, okay. Now, what's... Well, yeah. Well, it depends on, on the group again. Like, like you said, if you go yeah. see a, a college league soccer game it's yeah okay that's cool whatever but when you get to the big leagues it's a different story um, 100% where I feel, grew feels up different yeah it feels smaller when it's better players you know it just feels like the the margin for errors are tighter exactly yeah with the professionals right yeah. sorry you were gonna say oh well um where I grew up we weren't far far from the Olympic stadium and uh, the Montreal, <gasps> right? Yep. So we, we attended a lot of the manic games and many times I got free tickets to go to the soccer games. My son was crazy for soccer. So he always, you know, a couple of times I went with him a couple of times he went with his buddies. And That's cool. So we haven't That's ever cool. had, really had a pro team here in Canberra, but we've okay. occasionally had the soccer crews come yeah. Sorry, I'm going to have to put you on pause again. I'm taking up the rest That's of my okay, 10 man. minutes. It's <laughs> okay. It's using it in burst. I was, um, I was going to, I was know, going so to use a... Yeah, go on. That is successful here. And, and there... I mean, I grew up watching more rugby league. My, my father's family was involved a bit with a rugby league club in, in Sydney. And when he moved to Canberra to take up a job in government work here, when the government industry was starting to expand here in the 70s, um, they started up a pro team here not much after that. And so he sort of started taking us to those games to be like, well, you support your local team. But when our family team comes to play, we'll all cheer for the family team then, but support your local team and, and help make this club successful. So we're, we're all Canberra Raiders fans and they wear bright green. It's a fantastic lime colored green. So great. Uh, but our family team is this really historically great team who, um, called the St. George Dragons, and, and they won a whole bunch of championships in a row a million years ago. 
um, and haven't been so successful of late. But, you know, the, there's a, the pride of the family team and then there's the, oh, you know, but I'll take my kids to go see the Raiders play um, and we'll cheer, cheer for the local team too. And that's kind of our big sports allegiance here. But there's something special about the the loyalty that people might have for the smaller local team that aren't in the big leagues that's different to the huge amount of you know uh some of these bigger teams even in soccer you know you get that you get the manchester united i don't know much about them but you know football but soccer but you know even i know that they are followed all over the world but the smaller teams having that little loyalty there's something special to that that those the the bigger more followed teams haven't got that intimate loyalty should we say not really. I mean, there's definitely people who've grown up with their club who are a mega club, fine. Um, but I do think a lot of that follow, following of the biggest clubs is kind of plastic. You know, it's it's not – there's interest, but I don't think it's as genuine as it is when people say, yeah, but I grew up a Brentford fan. It's like, Brentford? I don't even know where that is on a map. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and the family's got this connection to Brentford for two, three generations or whatever, and they will – on a Saturday – go and stand out and watch crappy Brentford play crappy some other team in a horrible game in horrible weather, but they do it every damn week. And man, it's hard not to love how authentic that is. And that's so much more authentic than being a Chelsea fan or something, you know, like that's who I would say my allegiance is toward in the English Premier League, just because I liked the name. And when I found them 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they they weren't terrific. And I'm like, well, you need a fan, but maybe I would have been better off picking like, I don't know, Sheffield Wednesday or something like that. Maybe I'd have been better off picking a lower league team. I don't know. Oh, nine, fifty nine, ten. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> All right. He's back. Did I miss anything? Only me talking. <laughs> it was all so me. I, I missed everything then. You'll be able to hear it soon. I might put it out this Sunday. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. No editing, I don't hey, think. Hey, I moment. can let you guys in on a little secret I got going on. Go on. Because since this will only air afterwards, I'll be covering Warrant this weekend. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, I'm oh. excited about it. So, so while, while you're recording it, will you be eating cherry pie? <laughs> <Yes>. Sweet cherry pie. <laughs> of course. Is there any other? <laughs> <laughs> that They're already an amazing band. Glam rock was so fun. Oh. It was. It was the show. The, it was all about show, right? It really was. Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, I was too young, really, to appreciate it then, because I was only young. Like I'm a 1980s baby, very early 80s, but still 80s. So I mean, I was probably. It's aimed at people older than me. My parents really hated that I liked the songs because they'd seen the clips and they didn't approve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, man, the nostalgia from having grown up with that, you know, adjacent, um, it's hard not to really love that now that there's 30, 40 years of water under the bridge. (laughs) Right. There's no fear of getting scolded. What a beautiful moment in musical history. Glam rock. Yes, Yes. absolutely. (laughs) Poison. And bands like that. Yeah. Poison, yes. Uh, I like that occasionally you see these beautiful little glam rock kind of revival bands. There was a beautiful little Aussie band called the Galvatrons who did a very glam rocky 
um, sort of feel. And, and the songs were just right in that sort of wheelhouse too. I mean, they only had one album, but yeah, it was... Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy with the long, flowing, blonde hair and the headband <laughs> and the... Ah, oh, it was just friggin' terrific. Just that light, funny feel, but that heavy sound. and <laughs> It was great. I swear that the guys in Poison probably used more makeup than most women use in... <laughs> For one video shoot, they'll use more makeup than most women use in a month. They, they must do. Because if wow. anyone's seen Michaels recently, I think it's still true, stage or not. Yeah. <laughs> Very recently, this is one of these guilty pleasures. My wife and I watched all of the series of Brett Michaels' dating show called Rock of Love. <laughs> uh, that is a horrible brainless watch if you're looking for something that you don't need to think too hard about and you can just judge the hell out of people yeah uh, rock of love yeah, a yeah. high recommendation yeah look louise has seen that where he's where he's looking for for somebody where brett's looking for somebody to have a relationship with looking for love as long as it comes in extremely short shorts <laughs> yeah <laughs> has big stage boobies <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt says, he's got Matt his priorities says, right yeah. I'm just turning to Louise and I'm saying, Matt says, so long as she's wearing short shorts and, and a cropped turret shirt. No, no, I said had really big fake boobies. Oh, yes. That, yeah, okay. Really big fake boobs. Yeah. That's better. Quote me right. Yeah. I don't think I'm oh, yes, and the long blonde hair, Louise says. Yeah. Oh, very good. She agrees. Yeah, basically Barbie, but in but in human form. <laughs> Terrific! What a beautiful image. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> so good. But just oh, as plastic. Sore from yes. laughing. Yeah, just as fake. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but then again, I mean, even in the eighties, a lot of bands were. Some of the bands, you know, you, the rock bands, you'd have them where they'd have a certain image. I mean, I remember, uh, uh, I'm sure, sure, but I'm, I'm guessing Bobby would be the same with me, where he'd think, you know, um, Blackie Lawless from Wasp, it's like he was portraying an image rather than that's how he would look. It's yeah. like, it's almost like that's the look that's specific to that type of music, so that's what I'll wear. It's almost yeah. like... Well I think he was proven to be about 80% fake more than yeah. Michael Jackson was. So yeah. I don't know if he can actually uh, pull off a kind of look that makes him look black. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's all just a joke. Okay. Please don't take me seriously or my ass because I'm really broke right now. And for you to sue me, I'd have to kill you. So anyway, moving on with the show, Blackie Lawless. Yeah. He puts on an awesome show. He's one of the front men for, for Wasp, right? Like, yeah, it's not always the singer that has to be the front man. And I've noticed this a lot and I've seen it with a couple of bands where the drummer becomes the front man. Yes. The drummer. Yeah. yeah. They're yes. underappreciated drummers. Step forward. Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he's yeah. quite the accomplished character, Phil Collins. I tell you. Dave Grohl, once he broke out of being the drummer, look at that guy go. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. where'd these guys come that from? Meme that gets around. I used to be a drummer. Dave Grohl looks a lot like that drummer from Nirvana. That meme kills me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting one because you know, I've, 
if you think about it with Dave Grohl, you, you've got the same thing there as you did with um, with Phil Collins when he was in Genesis, yeah. where, you know, I mean, I've seen documentaries about Genesis and they were saying how when he joined them, he suddenly was giving them suggestions and he, even if he wasn't writing the material, the arrangements, he would suddenly throw things in and they said that's how they grew was because from behind he was already giving them this giving them this bit of almost extra professionalism and the same thing goes oh. for for Dave for Dave Grohl where you know you've got Dave Grohl suddenly when he when he joined the band Nirvana changed by leaps and bounds it's amazing how much they changed and that happened as soon as Dave Grohl so we, we might not have noticed it at the time but looking back now seeing what Dave Grohl's yeah. career is like you can actually see where that change happened and you can actually see how that change happened, but we didn't see it back then, but you can definitely see it now. The change from bleach to everything after everything from the next album after when Dave joined, it's amazing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And at the time it's like, well, it's a bit early in the band's evolution to really notice that change. But you, yeah. once you do, you, you put it all as a collected, thing together and you go wow okay so the one that's actually the old one out is the first one yeah that's actually absolutely. the one out yeah mm. yeah oh so interesting and dave Grohl's such a funny character um you can just have a good afternoon watching foo fighters video clips i mean that's just a good afternoon <laughs> yeah they're so clever and funny just he's so self-deprecating and funny yeah yeah but yeah, so so like I said, you know, it's the same thing, you know, where they were saying about Phil Collins. So, in a way, it must have been the same for people back then. Because I mean, I wasn't taking much notice of music back then. I was, you know, in I was in a cot at that time. So, um, you know, so um, I wouldn't have noticed it back then. But looking back on that, you can actually see with their with their discography the change that happened when they went from there from the previous drummers that they'd had before to what they were like suddenly the beat changed and the whole arrangement of it all changed and there was more it flowed more than the first than the material before then yeah it's added a whole different layer of polish almost yeah 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 pulled stuff together a bit where it felt a bit clunky and disorganized definitely by uh, the time I, I don't know what uh what, what's what's your what's your two's knowledge of genesis like bobby and matt well, first, I, I don't have it. Sorry. Oh, is this good? You want to go first? Oh, yeah, you can go f first. I don't mind. No, you go first, man. It, no, no, please yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> I was very young. I mean, I'm an '80s baby, so I've had yeah. to retro fit all this into my life. So you, you go. Who me? Yeah, you. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you handsome. Well, uh, uh, stop. <laughs> I'd actually be embarrassed a bit if I thought you knew what I looked like in real life. So, um, grew up uh, a little bit with Genesis, um, mostly hearing it from my sisters play it, um, and then you know hearing hearing it played around, uh, and then the move with Phil. Like I, I didn't follow them one hundred and ten percent. I mean, by that time I was heavily engrossed in Metallica, and honestly, what phil was doing is what i'm going to hear on the radio on my drive to school yeah but 
but then you've what, what you've just said there with Metallica, that's another group where the drummer is important to the oh band. Oh my god, Metallica, oh, definitely. That, Absolutely. The, like, say what you want about Lars, but he's the businessman of it all, and uh, yeah, he he's given a lot of flack because people say he doesn't know how to play drums. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, if you you at when they um when Dave Mustaine first uh, applied to Metallica to to play guitar, he said he was sitting in the living room and uh, he was watching Lars play drums and he kept on dropping the drumsticks, you know, like he's like, yeah. what the hell is this a joke? You know? And, but they've had a wow. bad attitude going in anyway. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But so that, that you've just said there about Lars where people will go on about his drumming. That harkens back to the Beatles in the sixties, you know, where people will say, Oh, Ringo Starr, you know, they'll say this, that, and the other about it. But, Actually, those songs would not be the same without his drums in them. Exactly. Like, honestly, if you listen to uh, Lars's drums and the whole sound of the drums, take away everything, try to isolate every other sound except the drums. You focus on the drums. I cannot hear that repetition anywhere in any other bands that I've listened to so far. Uh, But I'm still open that someone does sound like that somewhere, you know? But maybe it could be a band I've heard of, but just, you know, didn't link the two or, you know, now I'm just going to listen to everything all over again and try to see if there's a difference. Yeah. So I'm going to be busy. It's, but, but seeing the difference, I can see that with the, when I listen to The Who, where oh. before, nine, before, before the album Face, is it Face Dances in the 80s? Everything before that album was uh, Keith Moon on drums. And then after that, it was uh, Kenny Jones, who used to be in The Faces. Uh, So everything before then, it's interesting because I've heard uh, both Roger Taylor and Pete Townsend say that when, when they recorded with Keith Moon, you can listen back to songs and they can tell which song it is by just listening to the drum track because oh, wow. of Keith Moon, they can tell which song it is, because if you listen to it, he's, he's almost, he lays back for the uh, for the vocals to let the vocal do the thing. And every time the vocal finishes, he'll do something. And then, but he's all, he's following the vocal all the way through the song. And they said, whereas Kenny Jones, fantastic drummer as he is, but he's a straight drummer. So he'll, he'll keep the beat whatever that beat is, he'll keep the beat. Whereas Keith Moon was always, always pushing the vocal all the way through, which made the band push the vocal with what they were doing with the, with their instrumentation. I got that on a rock. Uh, one of my, one of the albums that I covered, uh, I remembered reading that, but I can't remember. I'm trying really hard to think about what what the band was that they, uh, actually, like they switched drummers and it wasn't like one wasn't following the voice properly. And, and cause that's what rang the bell. When you mentioned it, I remembered reading it in my research and I don't know, wow. I must've included it in the, the, the episode, but I don't remember it. anyway. You did. So yeah, I can't they, remember what it was either. Which one. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just really want to keep it up. Yeah. That's such an interesting thought that the drummer's job, yeah, okay, so you, you are kind of the metronome for what happens around you, but the idea that, oh, actually, no, no, the better drummer 
is the one who isn't just functional, but also has a role above that. That's yeah. really interesting to me. I'd yeah. never sort of thought about it like that. Because really, if you, if you look back, I'm going back to the Beatles again with this one, with, with the suggestion where if you had songs, you look at songs by the Beatles like uh, Rain and Ticket to Ride and uh, also uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, those songs, any other drummer would just do a straight four on the floor drum pattern for that. Yeah. But that's not what he did. Ringo didn't do that. He did something completely different for those songs. And it is actually though though it's actually what he did on those songs that gives them that hook that they wouldn't otherwise have. Huh. Right. Right. Because yeah. it would just be like a re- repeated song right through the album. Yeah. It's the if same it, tune. Yeah. Yeah, it'd basically be a human, a human drum machine. <laughs> right. Wow. So. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm now thinking my way through back catalogs of bands that I've got a lot of music from, <laughs> and thinking, huh, I need to re-listen to all this from the drummer's perspective. <laughs> I'm not a musician, yeah. but I like. I think one thing that draws me to music is that. I'm an analyst in, in, you know, my purest form and I like breaking things down and building them back together again. And, yeah. um, and that's why I like sales because it's all analysis and, and then pointing out where the, the weaknesses are and where the strengths are. And I like listening to my music that way too, break it down, build it back up so I can hear each element. But I've never really listened to the elements in terms of what's pulling what. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's a different an interesting viewpoint. thought experiment for me. Yeah, hmm. that's all. I'm, I'm going to take that away from this conversation, which I was a hundred percent not expecting when I woke up this morning. I mean, nice. This is wild. nice. We gave you something. <laughs> and it's like Ooh. nine in the morning. I've already learned ding, something. Ding, today. Ding. I can go back to bed. <laughs> there you go. Your day's over now, Matty. <laughs> that's it. So I'm just going to ring into the office. Say, guys, I won't be in. <laughs> I've, I've learned all I need to for today. That's it. We've got it all from Independent Podcast Network, and I'm out of here. See you guys. <laughs> but going back to podcasts, isn't that one of the good things about listening to podcasts that is that you're actually listening to something that's not normally your – I'm going to use an English analogy. It's not normally your cup of tea, but because of oh, that, you're like learning that. something else. Do you, do you know what I mean? That, that's one of the great things about podcasts is suddenly throwing yourself into something that you wouldn't normally throw yourself into. Like your show, Astro League like, podcast. Like, yeah, like fantasy football. Yeah. And the guy that's giving the podcast is training everyone. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? Why not, right? So what am I listening to now? Fantasy football. Yeah. Wow. Ah, oh, gosh, that's such a nice way to put that. That makes me feel really, really happy that the show's got a little bit of instructive element. And Ah, oh, that's exactly what it was built to do, you know? Well, oh, well, that feels yeah, so great to yeah, know but the spot. It's, it's just because of your cute kangaroo on your logo. <laughs> do you know how long it took me to come up with that damn logo? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that's such a lovely, uh, just such a lovely thing to say. Because, I mean, that's, I, I, I find, too, the same things, Marv. Um, yep. When I'm listening to other people's shows, there's a part of me that's listening to it, knowing that I'm listening to something that it, it might not be a subject that I've been drawn to myself. I'm listening to it because now I'm in a group with people who also make independent podcasts and, and it's nice to know what each person shows about. And I sort of, it's a way for me to introduce myself to the person behind that show who I see in the group. And it just gives me a good base to how do I interact with that person? But you can't listen to other people's shows without learning something about either 
a subject you didn't know. Yeah. Or for me too, the really valuable part is when you just hear somebody do something on a production element or a, a positioning of how they present their show, and whether it's something I can use or not, it's just all super knowledge to have about, well, you know, oh, I can hear how strong this person is with the way they interview and the way they tee their person up to their question. Maybe that's something I can uh, right. learn a little bit from when I'm asking people questions. Yeah, And bring or, it back to your show, right. Or, or it might just be a little element of how they separate their segments and, and the things that they do to, to do that or how they construct their ideas for this. I don't know. The whole thing, I just find... Obviously, imitation is the highest form of flattery, and that's you know, if you can get an idea off somebody, it really is sort of giving that person a nod to go, "Wow, that's a nice idea." I'm going to try and use an element of that in my show. Uh, right. But I, I think you know, you will never replicate it the way that person did because you're bringing your own flair to it. So it evolves into your idea anyway, even if you it comes from a borrowed base. But the exposure to that is just phenomenal because you've got so many people coming from such different walks of life from such different places on earth i mean check out the three of us we couldn't come from right. much more different places on earth where and else would we have met up yeah absolutely 100%. it's just right? not possible in almost any other no. community and and so just to mirror what you were saying before like it, I find that the the group, like you said, uh, we were part of this group, this Instagram group, with uh, you following podcasters, following people that are of your same group, but also following that odd, huh, what is that? You know, this uh, guy that does a comic book show or something, or Spock, or yeah. the, the Spock Spockcast, Spotlight. Um, yep. yep, that's it, right? Yep. Um, I I don't listen to Star Trek but I listen to them. So it's yeah. kind of weird, right? It's not something I would generally follow, but I'm listening to them. But this is all stuff that if I would have went on Apple podcasts and search, I would have never found these guys. No, I would have been, been searching what no. my interest was. Right. Yeah. And yes. now, now by being shown this other world out there of different podcasters doing different things, different ways. It's like, I, Dude, if I would have told, if you would have told me two months ago that I'd be doing fantasy football, I'd be looking at you going, what are you, retarded? <laughs> you know, but here we oh, are, wow. right? Absolutely. Um, I'm using, using you as an example because it's one of those extreme examples. Um, oh, yes. There's there's many other things. Like I, I never listened to true crime podcast podcasts before. Now I do. Like it's, I wouldn't have searched well, for it. But now it's it's interesting. I feel like you have to listen to a true crime podcast. That's that's kind of the law, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> well, do you know why it's the law? Because like we're a minority because of the because uh, <laughs> of them. There's so many true crime podcasts out there. <laughs> Type in true crime podcast yes. and scroll yeah. for days. Yes. Yeah, it's a big category. <laughs> it it is. really is. But you could listen. I mean, you could listen to five different true crime podcasts, and you'll get different enjoyment levels out of every one. Like each one of them yeah. are are great in their own way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's two that I listen to. One of them's a UK based one. Okay. And uh, she focuses very much on crimes either perpetrated against women. Or she has done one too where there was the woman was the perpetrator. That was a super interesting case. And she so she's got this real 
here's the big category. Let's distill it down to be in a little lane in that category. And she's fantastic. Her accent's terrific too because she's from Sheffield. And, <laughs> and then the other one I listened to, and this is just how broad this category is, they characterize themselves as a true crime comedy podcast. Oh. And while they do a, a review of, okay, so here's a case and here's a murder that we're going to go into and, and let's talk about the societal impacts of this murder and let's talk about the... Um, and then he killed three children. <laughs> profiling down this killer and the behaviors of the killer to try and help single people keep an eye on what to look out for because it's very much based in online relationships or online uh, meetups going badly but then they also do like a scumbag of the week where they just find a case about some dude who kind of used nefarious means to to meet up with somebody online and then perpetrated a crime and then they also then go one layer back to and just find tinder profiles to roast the douchebags who make stupid (laughs) tinder profiles that's a three layer starts serious gets a little less serious and by the end it's just a rollicking laugh about douchebags filling out Tinder profiles they think are impressing people, and these two women picking them apart and just laughing at the douchebags. It's <laughs> terrific, really terrific. So this is the the breadth of the category is that yeah. those two shows couldn't be much more different. Sophie's is so s- straight and very right. um, fact based, and then then Shana and Liz do this wild show. It just gets wilder as the hour goes on. Yeah, what are they <laughs> so, what are they called, Matty? So that the 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 one from Sheffield, her name is Sophie, and her show is called Murder Bird. Yep. And then the other one is uh, they're two ladies from the East Coast of the US, and their show is called You Should Have Ghosted, which I think is oh, even funnier. Yes. I've saw them scroll by. Yes. I'm pretty sure have they're you come across them? on my list. No, I, I haven't, haven't checked them. The media person is a riot. She's a riot. You should have <laughs> ghosted. So... <laughs> yeah, actually, I, knew, I, I, knew that I think I have. I knew that sounded familiar. I've heard one episode of theirs and I've got another one teed up for Thursday when I'm back at work Thursday night. Have you? Oh, I I'm so Liz. She'll be so impressed that you fe- just found her and started listening. She'll be so impressed. Yep, because she was on a recent episode with you as well. Yes. Of oh, Astro I've got another League. one coming. Yes, oh. that was my big bumper end of season podcast with uh, Bub and Gob Show as well. Yeah. Uh, I grilled them on Aussie trivia. That was... <laughs> But, uh, uh, what, it was what, the best hour and a half of my life. Well, <laughs> while we're suggesting uh, true crime podcast, there is oh, one. Yes. There, there is one. Um, an, an Aust- a fellow Australian, uh, you know, countryman of yours or country lady, actually. Uh, I can't right. remember her name now, but she does a show called Unknown Passage, Unknown. and her sh- her show is all about people who've gone missing, and so. Huh? She's a journalist in real life, this woman who does the show. So she researches and gets whatever information that she can and puts all that into her show and all the information that she's got. Uh, so she'll get information from uh, you know fellow reporters, uh, law officers and everybody so that she puts over all the information that's there for, for people to, to know about all these cases. So there's that one, like I said, that's called Unknown Passage. Oh. And then there's this fascinating one I came across that's called Rewriting Dad. And that one is this woman who um, suddenly, after her father had died, uh, she was going through all these belongings of her mother and she came across this box. And inside this box is a manuscript uh, that's basically a journal of her father's life. And in there, 
that's when she suddenly found out that her father used to work for the mob. No way. Absolutely. And it's amazing, you know, because she's finding out things and then she's like, oh, right, that explains this, this and this when I was a kid. But obviously she wouldn't see these things as a kid, but she'd go, well, that's how he knew all everybody everywhere that we went and he had all these links and this, that and the other. And it's just, it's amazing. It really is. It's brilliant. So, yeah, that's rewriting Dad. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking down that Unknown Passage podcast too. And yep. the very first episode is about a Canadian who was murdered in Peru in 2018. Holy cow. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So she does some, wow, she she covers some ground. She really does. And I mean, not just on, on there. She's got that, but for every episode that she puts out online normally, her Patreon page, she's got like she does like four episodes on Patreon that are equal to each one that comes out on iTunes. She is so quick with the work that she gets out. Bloody wow. hell. I'm looking at how often she's posting here and they're every other day. Holy cow. I know. It's amazing. She, she, and she, an hour yeah. each. This is amazing. And she, How is she, that even possible? I mean, she, she's posting as quickly as that guy I had on my first episode out of the blank. Robbie, he's, he's, he's released nearly 900 episodes since the beginning of last year, I think, or a couple of years ago. Wow. Wow. I know. Wow. wow. I have a team working on this. That's unreal. Gotta, that's that, that's be like double, double episodes a day or something, because like, there's only 365 days in a year. I know. I know. And his show's called Out of the Blank, but yeah, yeah he must have been going for longer than that to get that many I'm episodes like- out. Yeah, surely there's going to be some pre-research done before the podcast even starts because, I mean, gosh. I don't know. I was at this stage last year where I was trying to do three shows a week and work full-time and be a parent and all these other things. And, I mean, I really was making the podcast a much bigger part of my life than it should have been. It's meant to be a hobby, and I turned it to more than that. So I've sort of learned I can't do that. But even just doing that, the time spent, Pulling together the content, putting the structure of the show together, getting the person on the phone to interview, you know, editing that down, putting my segments together. I was spending so much time on it. I don't know how people who aren't doing it as a full-time thing could possibly have time without having a team behind them as well to put out that kind of content, that quality of content, that volume of content. That's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah, because I used to put out two episodes per week when I did – seasons one and two i was putting out two per week yeah and it was like i was that, that was all i was doing wasn't it i was doing nothing else because it takes so much work to get all the editing down and get all the so you get even even down to getting the music in the right place beginning and end, yeah. and now throwing the advert putting the the tags in for all the all the other podcasts as well they've got to be worked in there as well so you so there i'm having to work out where is a nice clean place to break a conversation or to get a quick 10 to 15 second promo in there. Yes. And so even that's time consuming now. So I'm really glad that I've knocked it down from two a week to one because two a week was, was a killer with 70 hour, you know, working five days a week, 70 hours. And then you've got to fit all that editing in as well. It's, it's a crazy thing. And like you said, it, it, it goes from beyond being an ob, an, a hobby then, it, which, which it should be fun. It shouldn't be just about doing that. It should be about enjoying it at the same time. 
yeah, I definitely fell into that trap a little bit. My idea was more is more. Uh, it was right. It was more. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a lot. Uh, so I've learned from that, and I'd like to try and still be a bit more efficient about how I approach it this year, and not be such a perfectionist about how I put the shows together, and let it be a little bit more casual this year. Where last year I was trying to make it very much high production breakfast radio, you know, kind of level of of intensity and I'm willing to uh, make some compromise there. <laughs> but, but there are different types of podcasts. I mean, you know, Bobby's show is all about, he, he needs the production in his show to get that, you know, the, the timing absolutely perfect. And then those, those yeah. intervals that he has between each section as well. That's, that's really smart. How you've got, so this is the biography come back. Cause we're going to talk about specific albums. Then you have a little like inter, in, musical interlude before you have yeah. that. Then you have another yeah, interlude really for that next that. bit. And that is like a perfect production. <laughs> Stop. And it will take some time, right, Bobby? That takes some time to get right. Like, uh, it took a while. Yeah. Listen to those uh, things over and over. Oh, God. My God. Yeah. The first few, like, I, I uh, thank God, like, there's a back button. That's all I got to say. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've made so many mistakes. I, I've redone stuff. I scrapped whole segments just because. That don't sound right. I recorded one yes. time a whole bio and I listened to it and I'm no, not the right mood. Delete. Feels wrong. Start over yep. from scratch. I've spent like, I've been here at 2, 2 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I had to get up at five, you know, just had to get this out because it's now finally finished and. I get very anxious oh. when my stuff's not on time. Yeah, so do I. But then yeah. I'm too OCD yeah. to yeah. let something with a few flaws in it pass through. But lately I've been getting better. I've been at the end of my rope and just hearing me say the guy's name wrong or, or said something stupid. One time I said it, the guy that was playing bass, but he was the guitarist and I caught it yeah. after. I'm like, uh, you know what? Uh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. I, yeah. I just... Yeah. If I start going too far and, and getting too much into it, I'm it's gonna I'm gonna end up hating it. Right now, I love podcasting. I don't do it. For, I honestly, I don't do it for followers. I don't know how many uh, followers, uh, uh, not followers, but listens I have on my podcast. I haven't checked it. I think in a whole month. No. Uh, wow. It's it's not what I'm going for. I'm going for that's a good space to be living. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's where I want to be. Right. I I. I'm not at a place where I need to make that $10 extra a month, you know, from, yes, uh, I, I'm okay. I'm having fun. My stuff's paid for. I don't have to worry about it. We're not going to get rich from doing this. Let's be honest. Oh, no, no, no. no. And why? Oh, we're all operating why? at a loss, right? I'm not the only one operating at a loss here. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> definitely. I, no, uh, there, there was a, a large that investment on props and microphone and, <laughs> oh, some, in, and some investments and not even good. being used. Right. <laughs> yes. I bought myself a focus, right? I said, yeah, I'm going to make this work. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I got a, a USB plug. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So so it's sitting here. It looks very pretty. And I contemplated going out to buy another mic to, you know, use that one. But I, I said the sounds good on on this one I'm using. So I'm, yeah, you I'm okay for yeah. now. But maybe my next upgrade mic or my next, you know, like if this one shits or whatever, I'll get one with the uh, XLR plugin. 
Hey, mate, look, if you're a really good boy and you have it on your Christmas list, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just focus yeah. on being a really good boy this year. <laughs> so Damn while it. we're talking Christmas list, oh, if, any of my family are, yeah, <laughs> if, if any of my family are listening, I want the same Shaw microphone that Dave from Decibolic and Gil He doesn't have from, the seven. Do they have the seven? They the do. MV7? Uh, they, they, that's on yes. my wish list, man. I've been watching them, <laughs> you know, trying to get go. that. Cause, yeah, because Dave and Gill's sound I, I, is extraordinary. That's really good sound on their shows. Oh. Yeah, Gill sounds amazing. He just sounds yeah, like he's he next to Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I sound like I'm broadcasting from a demountable building on a farm because I am, you know. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, Gil sounds like he's right next to you. He sounds so terrific. I want the occasional episode with the sound of sheep in the background now, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the folks on the farm next to us have goats. Will that do? <laughs> it's close enough. I mean, you know, I've got the Grumble Goat episode coming up soon. Self-promotion. Oh, those guys are fun. I haven't um, interacted with them, but I've been, you know, a, a, an Instagram fan of theirs for a long time. I I, uh, I made the mistake of when uh, I knew their show was coming up, and I put out a public uh, post asking for people to send in their their grumbles. Uh oh. Okay, so uh, three and a half like hours that. later, the recording finished. <laughs> wow! Floodgates be open. Absolutely, <laughs> and we only got through about half of the grumbles. No, that's way. awesome interaction. I love that. <laughs> so here I am, and I've only got about gone through about an hour of it, and oh, because they both stood sat next to each other as well, I'm getting phasing from from one microphone picking the other person up talking. Ah, bugger! As well, so I've got to yeah. go through all of it bit by it's bit to re to remove one person from another. Oh, that's a lot to unpick, brother. So that's a big job to sort out. Big. I think Hashtag that's one of my problem. biggest fears of ever having a guest on is to something's not going to work. Like something just something botched during the recording. I mean, it happens, right? It I've heard horror yeah. stories of like just someone just losing it all because there was a, a static in the in a hissing, at whatever the case may be. And just, you know, you ask the guest, can we record again? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is like that thing of when you ring a doorbell and you don't know how long it's okay before you got to ring it again. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, I, see, I work, I work with the elderly in that sense where I go to their homes and yeah, a lot of times you knock on the door and it's like, well, either they're not home or they're really slow or they're dead on the floor or they're <laughs> in the bedroom or they're in another room. They can't hear it. I don't know. So like, you try the door because you, that's the first thing you want to do. And then you knock again. And then you hear, I'm coming. Give me a minute. All right. And you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah Should have waited two <laughs> minutes longer. Oh, you open man. the door and go, go, I'm slow, you know. I said, now I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I just wanted to make sure. But, you know, I know that feeling too because I've definitely had times where I've had a guest come on in there and it's clicking and popping or whatever. And, ah, uh, yeah, I know what you well, mean. Like, there's the definitely first, the fear. The first of, you trial, can't control we their did, the first trial I think I did with Marv. Uh, Marv, did you 
hear back the the footage on the first set, like the first uh, recording we did? I've heard some of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I, I remember the point where my mic just started getting super loud in my headphones. Like it just the volume increased to the point where I felt like I was screaming into the mic, and I kept on backing up like this. So I think at some points during that, and that's what one of the things, one of the quirks I had. Uh, with that episode and that's why i asked to redo it It was basically because of that where i felt like i i don't know if it was off or it was just feedback in my mic in my headphones well i've got got a bit of free software that i got to sort that out because i use i use this on my show uh, and it's called levelator okay what it does so what it will do is it will level the volume through the whole episode through the whole uh, file Oh, so if someone peaks at a high level, like if I just start l- cackling, laughing into the microphone, it'll it'll tone it down. Well, it'll, it'll put it all up to a certain level, and then so all that's at that level, and then what you do is because it's at the loudest it can be, then you can drop it, and the whole the whole would then be that at that volume, and it would it stops um, it stops you from having um, distortion as well. I think it cuts down on the possibility of distortion oh, as well okay, and levels nice. that down as well so it smooths it oh, as well clever. yeah and it's completely free and it's called levelator so you just put the WAV file through there and it comes back but is that with... not just a compressor yes yeah but it's a free compressor okay but it, it also has the added thing like i said it will smooth it as well so it's it's almost like a it's almost like it's mastering the sound at the same time yeah Okay, so that is it controls the peaks, like yeah, because where you use a, a compression, it just it, it levels, but clump it like clumps it down. Where yours levels by phase, right? Yes, like it'll yep. phase in. And, all right, yeah, that yeah that that make it a nice cleaner sound, more less than balancing everything level. Absolutely, yeah, it will come out sounding smoother and not sound like eighties eighties uh, drums. <laughs> all that breathiness, yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I definitely went through my phase of wanting everything to be at the exact same level and working my ass off to try and get it all to the exact same level and then finding I just, all I'd done was succeeded in making it sound breathy. And, um, I mean, it was a long time ago. I was a, uh, in a previous life, I was a production manager at a little community radio station where everyone was volunteer. And that was where I was going to cut my teeth to make my radio career happen the mighty QBN FM in my little hometown. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's uh, a good thing and then there was too much of a good thing and I definitely hit the moment of realising I'm doing too much. Yeah. Anyway, th- this was a great chat. I didn't but think I can we'd definitely, be able to jump in. I can Go definitely on. see... Sorry, sorry, Marv. I can definitely see you in radio, though, Maddie. Oh, uh, no, Par- pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. I don't mean see you in radio, but you know, hear you in radio. <laughs> I could definitely hear you on the radio. <laughs> From the views I get on the Instagram videos, people don't want to see me. They do like hearing. So, <laughs> self-deprecating joke. Thank you, Bobby. You're, you're always so gracious and kind. You, you uh, do both. Thank you so much for. for I'm gracious of everyone. It's... Australian Thank radio. Thank you very much for having me. Carried on with that, Matty, just very quickly. Australian radio is very different to a lot of other countries' radio, though. How so? Because, oh. because 
Australian radio doesn't have certain, so they have this thing where I've heard that they will have shows that will be risque and push the push the barriers, say, whereas oh. in some countries where you're not allowed to swear on the radio or whatever, after a certain time, Australian radio, it's whatever they want to say on the radio, they'll say it, no holes barred from what I've been if, told. If I'm not mistaken, Canadians used to have that too. Yeah. Because I, I oh. remember as I was growing up, I heard swearing on the radio. Hmm. Like not not overburdenly swear, swearing, but it never happened during the day. It was already, always after, if I'm not mistaken, 10 o'clock. After, after 10, 10? Yeah. After 10, it was called. Light. Gosh. Something like that. I guess here more recently, radio definitely reflects the vernacular of the people. And, you know, yeah. we'll casually swear. I think most cultures kind of have a little bit of casual swearing in the way they talk. We certainly will. <laughs> Very gladly tell people when something pees us off or when we think something shit house, and, you know. Yep, real yeah, but in your in your accent, we just don't know that swearing. Like <laughs> when we hear it, and we hear you swear, we don't know that swearing. <laughs> the accent. I'm sorry. Just gotta make sure you don't. I'm sorry. Right so you open that one up for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the accent is. Uh, I like to think the best bit of my show. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but, I, I but you know what? It's a clear. So, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Maybe I'm doing it. On no, you're right. You say what you got right. to say, my brother. <laughs> All right. Your your accent is 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 a strong, but it's clean. It's a it's very pronounced. It's not like slurred, no. like a crocodile Dundee or or like uh, I'm like oh my god, all the oh, Australians yeah. sound like this, and then I hear you, and it's like no, they don't. Listen to this guy. He sounds very no, clean, shaving, tall, uh, thin. I <laughs> but I still love the film <laughs> Crocodile and Dundee. You've created a beautiful character. <laughs> you know, that's still the highest grossing Australian movie of all time. Isn't that horrendous? <laughs> hey, you guys gave us tea. After all this. You guys gave us ACDC, so stop. Yes. Um, yes in in excess. Yes. In excess. We've got our redeeming moments. It's not all. Yeah. It's for wiping your bum. It's not all that, you know. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Not all that. It's so. still oh, a great yeah. film. You do that one <laughs> well. <laughs> the third film is so it's crap, though. For wiping your bum. <laughs> what? Third film? Well, yeah, the, th the uh, third, yeah, the think, third um, crocodile um, movie is so like bad. I, I, I didn't even know they had a third so one. Bad. Oh, Bobby, don't go anywhere well, near it. Crocodile Dundee in, in LA. Don't go anywhere near oh, it. No, no, It no. was horrible. It won a Razzie. That's how bad it was. It won a Razzie. Oh, which God. It's like the opposite of a... Right, it's the lowest. Any right. good award. They, they, yeah. They won yeah, um, from one of the greatest comedies to one of the worst. Show, one of the guys who helped write that movie is a fantasy analyst who I uh, listened to and I'd listened to for years before starting my own. Oh, no way. And wow. he works at ESPN now. Matthew Berry, who's all over the ESPN NFL fantasy coverage. He had a writing career uh, before he took that up in, in Hollywood and he, he was one of the writers of that Crocodile Dundee. Oh, wow. Three, the bad one. Which oh, was the bad horrible. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he doesn't back away from it. So it was a comedic <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly really never knew bugs. that they had a part three to that. I, I think I, I watched the part two. I'm pretty sure I watched the part two. And then I said, what the fuck was that? 
so yeah, <laughs> we'll stay with the classics. Sometimes it's not good to make sequels. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the third is always a hard one. My favorite movie trilogy is Back to the Future. And even for me, the third one's hard. My 10-year-old <laughs> watched the third one the other day with me. We watched all three in, a, in you know, three Saturdays in a row. And she's, even she turned to me on the third one and went, kind of like what you said, like almost, well, what the fuck is that? Except in 10-year-old speak of like, <laughs> that was horrible, you know. What was that? <laughs> yeah. That was not as good as the other. Something really to call out. Gee, right. three was a money grab. <laughs> well, while we're talking Back to the Future 3, yeah. while we're talking Back to the yeah. Future 3, rest, yeah, in pe- rest in peace, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. Very sad. Been a tough week for music. Um, oh, my God. Bobby Holy was saying yesterday about Slipknot as well. Slipknot, yeah. Yeah, Slipknot died yesterday. Um, yeah. There was um, uh, Metal Church. Uh, That's died, right. That was uh, the other one you said. How, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, Marv had said about uh, the ZZ Top Guide. And, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Ah, been a tough, um, tough year for music. And then there was the uh, lead guitarist and live keyboard player for Cinderella, the 90s That's right. rock band, last week. They both Jeff died. Jeff Labar. Same day. Yeah, Jeff Labar and their uh, touring keyboardist. Um, oh, whatever his name was. No, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I really can't remember anyone that just goes on their tours. You can be forgiven. You, know, it's- you can be forgiven. It's okay, Bobby. You've got my forgiveness. But every, every, everybody knows Dizzy Reed. Yes. Yeah, everybody knows Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah. That's a name you're not likely to forget in a hurry, too. This is what I like about that era of music, though. Is, gee, the names. <laughs> um, they are brands, aren't they? You just don't forget the names in a hurry because they are brands. Right, exactly. Yeah. Ah, so great. But, yeah, I guess we're sort of hitting stages where these folks, uh, they're – they're full-on yeah, uh, lifestyles. Catch up to them a bit. They do. Well, there's do. there's a lot more that are going to start going down. Look, at just recently wasn't too long, Eddie Van Halen, right? No. That, yeah. was, a, that, was, that was one. Yeah. Was it long Immensely ago? Sad. I thought it was like just last, not too long. Was that end of last summer? Was it all autumn? Yeah. I'm thinking around that time. Yep. Like but him, Since I thought he was going to live forever. Last year, I am not qualified to talk about what's a long time, what's a short time, because I can't tell if the last 18 months has been the longest or the shortest of my life, because it's interchangeable. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like, gee, that only just happened. No, it was two years ago. And other times it's like, gee, that feels like ages ago. It was three weeks. Like, I just, <laughs> I've got no concept of time anymore. Because that's uh, where we are. We're pandemic. in this void right yeah. now. And they call it COVID, but it's actually a space shuttle out in space that's sending down a beam of light and which is blocking all sense of time around us, not in hours, but in days and months and years. It's all smashed together, brother. I can't unpick it. I've got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No idea. Anyway, it's been great talking with you too. It's been oh, fun. it's been great. Yeah, it actually, oh, um, it has been if you go, what a great way to if, start a day. If you go on the Facebook uh, indie podcasting group, uh, they've been talking back and forth where they want to set one up for um, for next week instead because it was they said it was like last notice. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I yeah. went. I went ahead and wrote uh, same same day, same time. 
And they Definitely. said, okay, well, yeah. that was just for the flight attendants, I think that said that. Not the flight attendants, but the, give me a minute. I think it was the oh, flight attendants. Yeah. Was it? Things right. fun. Talk to B a little bit. She's nice. Yeah, very good, but thank yeah, you it was. so much, okay. lads. Um, All right, well, I really, thank really you for enjoyed getting to have a chinwag with a pair of you. It's been yeah, fun. It's, it's been great. Yeah, it has. I mean, I've I've talked with Marv recently, but I haven't spoken with you, and it's it's a joy to hear you like kind of your live voice now. <laughs> yeah. Although, oh, although it, thank you. Yeah, it, it's uh, all, you know, it's it almost like great, interacting and being part like of his show. You anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>? <laughs> I, I haven't got through the ringer about American football questions yet. I'll uh, I'll I'll drag you both through and put you through a uh, <laughs> an American football quiz one of these days. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a bad connection. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll write that down. Just remember to get you on a day where it's nice and clear and sunny and there's no problems. Um, Thank you, fellas. I'm going to disappear in a minute because I've got to drive over the other side of town to make a 10.30 meeting. But have a lovely day. It's been a great start. Take care, Maddie. We'll catch up again. See you, fellas. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Take care, mate. All right, take care, man. Bye. Bye. Hooroo, fellas. See ya.